Science Unlimited. Hello and welcome to BACO. Uh, this stands for Baseball AU Analysis uh, Copyright Infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, introduce the podcast. <laughs> hi, we're AU and this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> we're freestyling um, it today. As yeah. you can tell. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like, we, <laughs> I, I like you said today as if. That's I, something. Yeah, we, we don't usually have do. a very uh, strict script we stick to. Um. Yeah. You say that as if our last, like, half, more than half dozen episodes haven't been fairly structured. The fall ball yes. episodes, which are both structured and also not because of, well, you know, the ADHD. The turnaround. Oh, also the turnaround. Yes. Um, fucking nonsense. Um, <laughs> name and pronouns from the top, Louie. I'm Louie, they them pronouns. Um, <laughs> I'm Frog, he they pronouns. I'm Crow, they them pronouns. Hell and yeah. we've met our intro quota. Yes. Um, now we can bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, can bullshit go. opens up a page document of, <laughs> of the episode. Um... Yeah, so uh, I think this is something, uh, just a bit of context for, for this episode, uh, for how, how how we've come to this. Uh, this is going to be a general analysis of the error uh, from a, like, like a story analysis, because uh, yes. I, analyzing. yeah, analyzing themes and trends and tropes and storytelling mechanisms. Um, yeah. Rather than uh, anything interesting that you might listen on Baco or anything to do with community uh, culture, I guess, which is what ICB does. I don't, I'm not sure what ICB does. Um, we, might, we might involve those things tangentially, I suppose. Yes, but like I would like to as the law podcast is. Yeah, as as the <laughs> law podcast, we're not going to dive in into like the meaning of this backend. So like. <clears throat> Basically, as a general we're, disclaimer, I, I wanted I wanted to analyze shit. Yeah, and then we're I said, we're looking at the front end, not really like any of the back end stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, this started because I was like, "Hey, frog, I have an idea." His <laughs> his every single significant word related to this era and what they could possibly mean, and I'm seeing themes here. So, uh, so that's how we, that's how we're go going to go. That's the process we're going to go. Um, analyzing just like yes. the general themes of everything related to the coronation era. Specifically, this is from a perspective of we are, it is April 20th. Happy get baked and watch the Matrix Day if you celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, um, April 20th. 420. Nope. February 20th. Um, I was that's an in-joke from, from a popular YouTuber. Oh, no. <laughs> I can explain. I, I, I got so explain, scared for a second. But, like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. No, this is like... Look, I have time blindness. 422, you, you but it comes first. You, you cannot do this to me. <laughs> you legally cannot do this to me. Uh, no, I promise. I promise it's not 420. The thing is, it's yeah, you, you did say... Trans 420. I guess. February 20th. Get baked and watch The Matrix. Oh, okay. Two two twenty two uh, for you, I guess. I'm not American. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs>
I yeah, I so I do I do want to You know in Canada we just alternate which way the date goes. No one actually knows yeah. how it goes. <laughs> I literally am filling out official paperwork and it's like I'm gonna just write it out in like phonetically instead of putting the number of the yeah. month because I have no idea what the fuck's going on here. So true. Um anyways, we're coming at this from a perspective. It's February twentieth. We are three weeks into Yeah. Uh, siesta. The second one. In case there's yes. more. <laughs> <In case Yeah. laughs> we we have no idea. Siesta of of the era. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have no idea how or, long it's going to last. They have not told us. Yeah. I don't. Intuition says it's not going to last longer than the month, but we'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, okay. Well, I guess that this that, that should be our bit for the for, for, for like. <laughs> the end of the episode is we guess how long the siesta is going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Cool. Write that down. Somebody making, write that down because I'm going to forget. I love making predictions. Do you want a tangent? This one's really funny, I promise. Go for it. <laughs> we can always cut so it I have a, That's right. That's true. And that's on me. Um, for real this time. Uh, so I have a side server with all my not baseball friends and uh, we had... For a while, this this channel called what did we fucking call it? Questionable prophecies, where we'd all like guess things. Mm. Basically, for a while, we were kind of exclusively guessing when the queen would die. That? <laughs> Who won? Let me let me let me find my friend correctly predicted when the queen would die. How Great. long ago? Where's the message? Because if you predicted that's, it the day before, it's not that. That's in August of last year. Wow. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Congratulations, her though. Congratulations. Our our server is named Bearers of the Curse now for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Curse with the knowledge of when the fucking queen will die. Anyways, I was bringing up the date mostly because um, we're an- analyzing specifically the first three seasons of coronation well two together. actually yeah there's um, only been two, two there's so three far. weeks two seasons i'm i'm time blind so no worries. it's okay yeah it's completely back. understandable it feels like there's been three and it maybe it's because there's enough stuff in the between seasons and check emoji yeah that seasons sure why not <laughs> um uh it's yeah, yeah, because the 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 Siesta in between had stuff. Nothing huge, but like, yeah. Also, yeah, the the funny thing for me is that uh, that started like mid season one was when I started like compiling things because I got frustrated at the decrees and oh, we're like the exact same. Yeah, well. and then I but the the funny thing was that uh, I did it before the book was revealed. And I predicted the book, like the moment I told Cicatrix about it, literally mm-hmm. I finished the call. I'm like, this is how it's going to go. Literally, as we end the call, the book is revealed. And I'm like, well, God, <laughs> there's that freaking There's something book here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I do want to start with like a, a, a kind of a proper d- a disclaimer as well. Um, in case anybody's going to look into like, like how in depth we're going to be, because we have two seasons, but that doesn't mean we have 
like we have a lot of material but we also are going to restrict the scope because a can only look at so many things so <clears throat> um the first is an acknowledgement that like blazeball like what's not debatable about blazeball's story is that it is a sports story <laughs> like mm -hmm. like but i'm not like very well versed in baseball or in american sports or sports industries and society so i can't like speak about like how blazeball mechanics directly refer to very specific moments of baseball history if that's the case if that's something they do that's something that you can hear on back <laughs> they they are the sports nerd um so i don't know too much about baseball i don't know too much about american sports industries so i'm kind of keeping it very overall themes that kind of appeal kind of everybody can get into um i don't know too much about the back ends of the sim because i'll be real i could not watch games by which i means if i did i i would get a headache so so i've only kept myself basically to uh the book when it came out and the messages tab and a bunch of like general features observations uh very loosely there is also uh i watched like a long time ago now uh i watched uh the nyu game lecture that sam rosenthal made which allowed me some context into what tgb was like during the discipline and expansion era but that's not like it's not really relevant about the history it's just because i have a section about like looking at what tgb's style is of storytelling because i think that's interesting um mm. but yeah um otherwise like if it's not on the messages tab and it's not on the book and it's not on insulary pieces of media that i've consumed or other people have consumed like if frog and they want to bring one up uh it's probably not part of this so if you're noticing something to be underserved that's probably why um i'm just kind of Can focusing talk myself to on us in the in the channel yeah it. please do i would love to like yeah. if you've noticed something that lines up or doesn't line up with what i'm saying then absolutely please tell me about it um yeah, we are at archives and lemmy on twitter ted is still missing please oh. contact us if you see <laughs> um and we're does anyone remember the email off the top of their head uh email um, icb just send all feedback yeah, to icb it's uh, um <laughs> okay um, i don't remember what their email is i think it's <laughs> baco.com we need a channel with that's not how you don't, say don't email addresses. Why did I say that? <laughs> don't, don't do that on mic. I I will do as I so please. We're yes. we're very we need, organized. We know everything. We, need a we have everything planned for all our. We are not. What's the word like? Our 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 name, wherever you can find us, all our contact information. I mean, the correct word would be branding, but I don't know if we want to call it that. I think that is the word I want. We need somewhere where all our branding is that we can reference quickly. Yeah. All right. Basically, it's just going to be broad picture stuff. Because we're only looking at the first two seasons, there may be changes from yeah. 
the way the site looks or the general features that are implemented. God, I that hope so. Are to come. Yes, same. Um, that either that don't figure into this argument, basically. Because um, the thing I found interesting while I was go- go- going through things is that I was particularly annoyed with the absence of the feed. Um, yeah. However, yes. as I dug into it, I was like, I'm, I still think the feed should come back, but I can almost see a reason why the feed isn't there. Uh, because the thing I would like to mention first and foremost is that TGB is really good at making game mechanics fit the themes of their stories. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's mm. something that's like, to me, it's undeniable about any era of, of baseball. And I've not played, uh, where counts for or seen a, a gameplay of it, but I'm sure that it's, it, it mirrors. Uh, but it's like, um, like the, the ways in which, uh, the gameplay mechanics and the, like what's presented on the site carries out the themes or at least reinforces the themes of the story, um, is really interesting. Um, and something I don't mm. think they get enough credit for as somebody who does not give credit to TGB much of the time, <laughs> personally. But, um, cause yeah, I think it's really difficult to do that as game designers to marry the game mechanics to the thing. I think sometimes they kind of get carried away and they kind of forget that those game mechanics are also accessibility mechanics and, uh, they get mm. rid of them or they get, uh, or they just generally don't consider accessibility as much um as the story they're telling and so the absence of the feed yes. may fit into a narrative around the inaccessibility of story or history but it's also i need the feed <laughs> to <laughs> yes. engage with placeable i need the feed because please I can't it's so games. hard to like especially know. when the sim is when, when not yeah. the same, when the site looks like less. Um, How it's just very hard to like keep um, track of what goes on in a game and like what's yeah. going on in general. Yeah. Um, this is where we shout out uh, Clip Clipperson. Yes. At Clip underscore and why yeah. did I get right that right? Yep. yep. On Twitter. Thank you, Clip. I won't say thankless because that's not exactly true, but it, thanks to Clip's grueling fucking work. It is, it is, yes. We, I think the vast majority of us were able to keep up with. I know the, a lot the, of people, I, I know that was a lot of people asked, like, are there any, like, record keeper stuff going around? Um, because mm. I can't, like, watch the games, basically. I, I, I can't keep up with everything that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's like, and like I've, I'd seen like a lot of people independently from our group of people, cause I know like we would bring up Clip Clipperson, but, um, mm-hmm. um, like it was really funny for me to see people who I'd never seen before just out of the blue come out and go like, Oh yes, Clip Clipperson on Twitter is really good. And I was like, Oh, let's yes. go. Cool. We all have the same person that we're going to. <laughs> well, so, so <laughs> the, the one thing that this era has undoubtedly, the undoubtedly managed is to grow out, grow the Clip Clipperson account. Yeah. Um, thank you, Clip. Um, thank you, Clip. Um, okay. So, 
um, so in in to that last point about game mechanics and how they marry up um, yes. with the themes. You had, a, you had a really good way of describing the expansion era. Oh, you're going to have to expand like, on that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I am not sure what <laughs> um, you're referring to. Like, it's a story about overbloated expansion of things. Yes. And they word here very well uh-huh. by putting that into the site and so on and so forth. But by doing so... Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. They okay. also... I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> <Save> so, <me. laughs> so Basically, well, you say me because I, I I wasn't sure what you were getting at, but okay, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of um, represented most by the expansion era. I think that conflict of like uh, kind of being too committed to the story to the point of ex- where the experience of the story kind of sucks. Um, yes, when, suffers for it. Yeah, um, it's like the expansion era is a great story. Like if you take a step back and you look at it from a story standpoint from a narrative standpoint and especially from a ludo narrative standpoint from narrative told by the medium of a game it's really well done it's really well told it's really smartly told mm-hmm. where it fails is that we've lived the expansion era and we can all pretty much agree it sucked <laughs> like like yeah. as a day-to-day yeah. experience uh the expansion era was not fun um and that's something that like um is uh it's not quite a ludo narrative dissonance, but I think it it kind of goes to that where it's like the game mechanics also conflict with the story that's normally what the ludo narrative dissonance is but um the in this case it's like they the story is about how ruthless expansion for out of greed and out of like yeah kind of destroys yeah kind of destroys and overwhelms and burns you out literally in the case of the playable players but to do to tell that story they made a sim that was over bloated uh Mm -hmm. overwhelming and ended yeah. up burning fans out. So it's yeah, like, a lot of people yeah. like argue that like because like you know they told the story like they succeeded, but it still ended up like creating a game experience that wasn't fun. Yeah, and a lot of people mm-hmm. like don't really enjoy that. And it's like yeah, they succeeded, but it's like was that a good idea? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's something that I think is is coming up a lot in discussions in discussions I've had about this era is like the how how much of this era is them committing to something that the fandom is not going to be able to latch onto or something like that, and I think mm-hmm. the siesta is I think putting marginal hopes in most people that they're maybe not as committed as they used to be. Um, uh, because yeah, like I think, like, cause I do think that like for the expansion era, like, okay, so, um, I'm just going to go over both eras, uh, because I think that's probably going to be easier, but just <clears throat> mm-hmm. the, um, something that worked really well with discipline because it was an easier narrative to 
uh, tell, really. It was kind of like, you know, it's the Marvel Asse- Avengers Assemble story, basically. It's everybody get together, fight the big bad, and we win in the end, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the, uh, and the expansion era was, uh, trying to complex, complexify this, uh, story beat. Like, like discipline era was about unity at a time of, uh, chaos and things. It's very much mirroring the situation that like TGB was in, in making the discipline era. They were in yeah. the indie studio on the brink of collapse. They might never. They could have disbanded was the thing. Um, and, uh, Disciplinera came and was a massive hit. It turns out out of nowhere, um, out of yeah. their own expectations. They'd never expected it to, to be, to be that good, but it. Oh, absolutely not. It, they, they were making it as pretty much a side project. Yeah. And it's like, and, yeah. and, and in that sense, you can kind of see that like the, the Disciplinera is obviously telling this like, trying to escape burnout like again like incinerations are a fascination of mine because of how much weight there is in uh what fire like death by fire means in just media in general like death by fire is a very specific kind of death um and mm-hmm. it's also kind of a joke uh it's like it's there obviously it, there's obviously the pun of like oh players are fired incineration um mm-hmm. It's like, uh, brackets, incineration. Uh, it's like, it, it, that, that, that makes fun, but it's also burnout. It's also exploiting like an industry that is ex- ruthlessly exploiting its workers, uh, which is very common for sports and very common for games, uh, development. That's uh, something that I don't think is necessarily made in parallel as much, but like being in the games industry sucks because you are very replaceable to, uh, a company. Yeah. A lot of the times they just don't care much about the burnout uh, and there's not a lot of unions around disciplinary was literally forming unity you form a team uh to defeat the oppressor which is an employer or a management figure in this case uh with the shelled one um it's literally about unionizing against the pe- the, the boss uh, uh well i guess the person who was the boss at the time and also on top of that there's like the the weather elements and and all of that that kind of represent the fact that the literal environment that you're living in and evolving through day by day is changing all around you which is you know being in the pandemic and having to go to work <laughs> and uh having to try and survive yeah. while you know the entire world is very much running at a slow pace yeah and it's like yeah, it's, I, I think it, it, like, it did a really good job of replicating what a lot of people felt at the time of 2020, July 2020, uh, when it began. And that's why, like, it obviously got off, um, so well. But it's especially because it, it kind of like told this really simplistic story. And that's not a criticism, simplistic story of just ragtag team of people get together like people have to find solidarity in this world of chaos and figure it out you know many teams one league like that whole yeah that whole slogan shows how much that message like they never said it at any one time they never said that that was the goal but through the mechanics and through the experience of the game they just the fans got it the fans understood that that was the 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 story that we, we were telling and that's what yeah. ends up showing up in, in, in 
in the bits that we have. So many teams one league is one of them, and uh, I'm really happy about it. I really, I'm really soft about it. Uh, and then expansion era <laughs> comes around, <laughs> and expansion era is a bold and ambitious story about uh, trying to complexify that narrative and trying to, you know, tell a story that's more. Um, I want to say more current, but that's not exactly correct. But it's just uh, like, um, it's the world isn't that simple. The world isn't top, top bad, bottom good. Um, I mean, it is kind of, but it's also like, it's way more complex. Consumerism is way more complex. You you can buy something at the shop that is kind of profiting off of the death of somebody really far far away. Um, and they literally yeah. represent that, that you get to buy uh, concessions in the expansion era, which are like literal consumerist items. They are food. <laughs> um, and and one of them, at least, uh, profited off the unfortunate deaths of players on the sim. And it's very, like, it's a very bold mechanic to have in the game. Uh, but it tells, like, the wonderful story of, like, itemizing everyone's interaction, making the world so complex now and so hard to navigate with how much your actions may impact other people that you kind of don't want to. You're overwhelmed. You're burnt out. Uh, burnout comes back as a mecha- as a core mechanic. The entire system runs on burnout, but it's now a lot harder because other people, people who are not the manage- na- management, now profit off of it as well. And... Is it bad? Yeah, they never encourage. Like we shouldn't. Like I don't think I don't want to encourage discourse. Sunday discourse was terrible, but like again, this yeah. is the thing. But like narratively, this is really interesting. But um, yeah, the expansion era told this like individualistic story where like someone could get really rich, like in this in in the game, really really rich. Uh, off of investing smartly or or playing the system, literally playing the system on any given time and then they could sway votes they could sway elections they could have like a th- i don't remember there was somebody who had like a, a million trillion votes or something like that like it, it was just like the entire economy just went up in flames from where the dis- discipline era was like nobody would have dreamed of, about getting a thousand votes in discipline era i think some people did but like <laughs> But like, yeah. you had to work really, really, really hard in disciplinary to get any yeah. amount of like really <laughs> yeah. important sway. Not so much in 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 expansion era. One person could rock up and entirely destroy your election plans if they want if they wanted. Yeah, but just again, like on a whim. Like it wasn't even like a lot of the time. You didn't even really have to work that hard. Yeah, like even like the most casual player could easily rack up a bunch of votes for no no real like effort and just like do whatever they wanted. So it was kind of a that was a lot. Yeah, and it's the thing where like again, attack fruiting wasn't fun, but narratively there's a lot of interest to somebody getting a lot of upward momentum. Mm-hmm. by playing uh, the, the system and then swaying literal elections again this is all in the context of american society like like it, it but just capitalist society in general as well it's just yeah the people who get rich get suddenly have an interest to just kind of throw a wrench in the system and you can see that like 
things mattered less as well. Like necromancy happens so many times. <laughs> like in Discipline <laughs> necromancy happens <gasps> once and it's dramatic and everybody's like, we'll never fucking yeah, do this that's again. <laughs> the, that's the thing for Discipline is yeah yeah and it's like but like in in expansion you could put a gun to my head and i could not tell you the exact amount exactly there were a lot like it was very easy yeah but that's the thing and it's like because when you do that when you overwhelm people when you you know this is like this is just capitalism this is what consumerism does it's just like overwhelm people with so much things to think about that if they want to live ethically it can't really, uh, no ethical conception under capitalism and all that. But like, it's just, they, yeah. um, like the worth of things will just degrade. People will just think less about how much things might impact. They'll care less They're, just because there's just too much to care about. You can't care about everything. Yeah. So you just care less overall. So things like, yeah, th- things, necromancy is, I think the best, um, like like parallel to have because it's literally like you have one versus i think like six or seven in expansion but um um but yeah it's just fucking massive um and uh and then that all ends on this really collectivist note of the system has literally ran its course it's literally blown up the sun it's burnt out itself by its own weight and collapsed under its own weight. The, the ship that was leaking has been patched so hard that it's now sinking <laughs> because it's <laughs> like just so heavy. Um, it's burnt out the world. Yeah. And it's, which is, yeah, that's the thing is like, at the end of the day, like the ruthless expansion and growth mindset of capitalism and trying to seek profit at all costs literally causes an environmental disaster <laughs> in in the world of baseball. And people have to now spend the material possessions that they've accrued uh, in the concessions and the votes and the things that are now meaningless. Um, they have to spend them to try and get each other to safety, to try and get themselves and the ones they care about to safety. And that feels like very, very, like, again, narratively, awesome. Nobody cared at the time because try to make sense of all of this after the, the the entire experience of being burnt out by the expansion era it's really difficult to yeah. invest in that kind of narrative beat but that switch of the expansion era how the expansion era told this like really individualistic story and then managed to turn around literally in about a season to tell this like really important collective story about uh, and about Caring for each other at the time of this environmental collapse is really, really interesting to me. Um, and I don't think we were able to appreciate that at the time. I, I mean, I was really happy with the ending, but I also famously was only active during Chester's. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that, that's how I kind of kept up my, my engagement is I didn't burn out on Blazeball because I just didn't watch Blazeball. Um, I would, I would yeah. catch up during the Chester's. I think those two eras are really like th- those themes are really interesting to look at, and especially because ha- of how they may or may not carry on. But like looking at, especially important to me, I think for for this argument is they mirror TGB's development of Blazeball. Like it's it's mm. maybe obvious to say, but it's like TGB makes Blazeball about making Blazeball, 
we I covered discipline, but like the expansion era was literally about expanding the the the, the sim. It was about making that the sim that worked for discipline barely uh, do more things, and and then what that what that collapse happened. Uh, it was. Uh, and now they, they've said so as much. Um, like the, the good thing about expansion is I don't even need to make an argument. They literally said what it, what they wanted it to be about. But they mention in, in both the, the posts, uh, about what the expansion era was about. Um, and the, uh, and the general, I think, messages about, uh, the coronation era. Uh, this is, the, this era is about rebuilding baseball, um, which is something that they've had to do. They've had to rebuild the sim entirely from scratch because it's not up to par now. So they've, they are telling a story about rebuilding baseball, which is the thing they had to do. They're telling a story about reboots, basically. They're rebooting and their reboot is about reboots. And I think, Bluey, you had something interesting before we started to mention oh. about this as well. Yeah, um, I was just saying that, like, from a meta narrative, it feels like they're reusing a lot of the hooks that really got people interested in the discipline era. Like, you know, they use the Forbidden Book, but, like, almost immediately they try and, like, have some changes as well. Like, you know, they want to, like, kind of redo it, but in a way that isn't just outright doing the same thing. They want to make it fresh to, like, both new fans and old fans. So mm -hmm. we kind of get that sort of, like, twist on it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and this is fun because I had not considered this, but that makes sense um, to replicate discipline to appeal for two crowds, two different crowds, one who hasn't experienced discipline and the other who has. Mm -hmm. But also what I find interesting is they're looking at it from a, like, it's about reboots. Reboots Definitely. reuse things from the old version and oftentimes make it shit. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about this, like, uh, yeah, they're like, I, I used, I think I used the, 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 comparison of like uh disney's beauty and the beast live action right. um where yeah. it's like they are retelling an old story in yeah. so many bad ways like in, in yeah. all the worst ways like it's like it's the it's like the one you like but it's worse um, yeah they're like hitting all the same plot beats but they're not really capturing like what exactly made people like them like you know they're going through the same motions, but it's like in such a tired way. Like there's not enough changes, and the changes they do put are just don't really work. Well, okay, and th this could apply to th this could apply to like the the launch and the state of the site, but also this is the league. This is what the league is doing in universe. Is the league is saying this is new Blazeball. Don't look at the the other one. Don't look at the past. Past doesn't exist. This is new bearable. Only this version of baseball exists. Um, meanwhile, it's like, for those who, um, it's like, like, you know, it's like the new redistribute wealth. Uh, and it's, uh, worse <laughs> than, than the, 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 than the first one. It's the mm -hmm. new relegation and it's worse than the first one. Um, yeah. With, and then the like, relegation book, was already really worse. bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's like the Forbidden Book, incinerated one player. This time, there's fucking four players that get affected by it. Um, yeah, there's all these like, like new harmful effects. Yeah, and I think I, I was listening to uh, there was an episode of ICB where Gary mentioned being very concerned that this was going to be like the force awakens and i think it's intentionally mm. that like they are intentionally yeah. making the season one be like season one uh to mm. a soulless extent because it's like it's about that kind of story like the league is doing the disney thing the league is itself trying to reboot blazeball it's really interesting yeah. because i think and i want to know what what your take is um but it's like is this a sequel or is this a reboot? Like, how connected are we? Because the thing is, they've kind of been ambiguous about it. Like, how yeah. new? What kind of new are we? Are we the new yeah. as in the newest? As in the third season in the, in the show? Or are we new as in season one again? Like, like again. Yeah, like, like, is this wiping? like, you know, a new series, like, say... Yeah. You know, we're getting a lot of the old players, like, way more old players than new, because most of the, like, the new players we get, like, four per team, pretty much. And everyone else fell out of the hole, except for, like, when people start dying. So it's like, but the new players we get have completely different stats. So it's like, kind of like in a reboot when, like, you know, they have the same name, but they're played by a different actor. Yeah. And maybe like the characterization isn't exactly the same. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But also, recasting happens in sequels as well. Like, that's the thing that's really interesting is. Yeah, that's true as well. Like, there's, there's, there's no, I mean, the, the whole like, uh, uh, for MCU fans, but like the whole James Rhodey. Yeah, they just straight up switched thing. his actor between movies. Yeah. And he says, I'm here. It's me. Yeah, get, get, I'm get the it, same guy. They they don't yeah. look the same at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whenever it's very cringe, whenever like a uh, a show or anything like recast an actor and then they make a scene around trying to hand wave the recast. Like if you just never acknowledged it, it would work so much better. I'm looking yeah. at you, Sense Eight, because you, <laughs> like. Made an entire scene about like, oh, this guy doesn't look the same. And it's like, well, I mean, if his best friend can't recognize him, this is going to be very niche. I don't know who's going to get, I don't know who watches Sensei in any sense of this, but like, yeah. But you know, it's like, it's like his best friend goes, I think you look different. It's like this guy grew like five inches and about took about like 15 pounds of muscle. (laughs) Like it's just. Yeah, it looked a bit different, I guess. Um, went bald in between the t- in between the time as well. Uh, so God. it's just like, yeah, completely different actor. Um, anyway, I think that's it's cringe. both on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. Yeah, but it's like it's really interesting because I think whichever way you land on on whether it's a sequel, whether it's a reboot, or whether it's both, it's like. Because I think it's both, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's really interesting because if you look at it as a sequel, it's really interesting. If you look at it as a reboot, it's kind of interesting as well. Because like, as a reboot, it's about reboots and it's about like, kind of like the, the weird hypocrisy of, of saying, don't care about this old thing, care about the new old thing. It's like, 
but as a sequel, it's really interesting because it's about this like trying to, um, like change, like, I would say, yeah, well, I'm just gonna do my speech on that one because, so I looked at how the league portrays itself, um, in the, in the messages and in the, in the book and in the things, everything that relates to the league. Um, mm -hmm. and there's, they added a lot of things. So in this idea of like, they are trying to redefine the league, like what, what is baseball? They're trying to redefine it. They're like in universe, the league is saying, this is real baseball now. Um, you know, the only championships that will be considered are the notarized, officially notarized ones. So you have a legal notary now. Um, yeah, that means there's paperwork. That means there's an authority. That means there's like rule sets and things. There's like systems and, and rigorous processes that people have to follow now in universe about this new era of baseball. And what I find really funny is that what that is saying is that this league is different from discipline era and, and expansion era from the last two eras. And it's different because it's more disciplined. It's different because it's no mm. longer the one person at the top saying this or that is the rule. It's following rule sets. It's following processes. It's following things that we didn't, we never heard about this before. <laughs> it's for, you know, it's, it's following rigorous discipline processes. And that's really interesting. It's like this echo of discipline in the very way the league is portraying itself. It's trying to legitimize itself as a different body. And yet it's just replicating a past version of the league. And that being literal as well, like obviously the new forbidden book and all of that. Like it's really interesting that that's because it's like, you can't yeah. escape your past. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like, it's like baseball's middle age, middle age crisis. It's like the sequel that just is like, frankly, it's, you know, uh, to, to take a, like a Star Wars thing, it's like the, 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 which, which one was the second one Ryan Johnson made? Uh, um, The Last uh, Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, I'm not like the other Star Wars movie. And I love that movie, but it's just like, it's so trying. It's just trying not to be Star Wars. Um, yeah. And, like and, and for good reason, but like, it's also, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's a lot about The Last Jedi, right? Like, they're, yeah, You know, it's like, they're trying very hard to, like, fight against the usual Star Wars stuff, but it's still kind of, like, constricted to being a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And being, and it's like, in the next one, they just throw all of that away, which, like, yeah, happen, well, also happens a lot with sequels, where they just yes. totally disregard everything that happened, because, like, they didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that character died? No, they didn't. <laughs> they did not <laughs> so that's what i mean is, is like if you look at it from like from both perspectives it's really interesting and in, in combining the two it's it's really interesting it's also really confusing if you're trying to do any in universe development because it's like are we in a different universe is it the same universe are the people falling from one hades to another hades or is it like where are the people falling from to uh you know um but if you're just looking at it like i'm doing like from both pictures, it just looks cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, um, 
yeah, and all of that is around this one. I think, like, if I had to summarize it in like one sentence to try and like be quick, um, like discipline era was about escaping burnout. Expansion era was about expanding. Uh, yeah, the risks thereof. Uh, but but like, <laughs> we, exp- uh, expansion era was about expansion. Big news. Uh, but the coronation yeah. era. No way. <laughs> uh, yeah, the coronation era is about like renewal and uh, truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see that with like the kind of power gap that like the umpires are fighting over. The power vacuum, like, yes. Power vacuum, yes. That's like, I think they're trying to fill this hole that was left by kind of the big plot development in the last era. So, you know, it's kind of like also kind of a meta, like where do we go from here? How do we like move forward? So yeah. we have like the characters literally duking it out to figure that out. Yeah. And this is the thing that I'm, I'm kind of really interested because I, I've long had this idea of like, okay, discipline era was like free trade unions, free labor unions, movements, when corporations owned workers entirely, they you were paid in corporation money. You could spend it at a corporation shop. You paid rent to mm-hmm. the corporation. Everything was owned. Everything in your life was owned by the corporation. This still exists, by the way. It it exists in like uh, unregulated and, yeah. and, and, and uh, industries. But it's just you know, just broadly, if I had to just pick a time frame, would be would be then. And then after that, you have like post nine eleven consumerists. Uh, like like uh, uh, imperialists, America expanding capitalism, everything, everywhere, everywhere. Just everyone is fixated on grow, growing, growing constantly, um, and profit at all costs. And then we've now done with that system, technically, kind of. We've deposed the ace, um, and the thing that's really interesting is the phrase "power vacuum" is really powerful. Pun not yeah. intended, but it's just like because <laughs> uh, it's like I like it's a political theory term, and and baseball has used a lot of political theory and political history, science, and whatever. Like I don't, I'm not specific with my terminology here, but like, um, because a power vacuum is a very dangerous time. Um, yeah. in a development of society. If you've created a power vacuum, you've created an unstable uh, society, societal status quo, where forces will rush in to fill that void. These forces can be a military coup. Uh, these forces can be outside invaders coming in. Uh, this, these forces can be in political movements. These would be uh, entryists or people infiltrating a movement to try and shift it towards their own or grow within with it inside it. It's a very I've mostly heard of it through anarchism. Um mm. it's like the idea that like one of the biggest criticisms of anarchism, and that doesn't mean that anarchism isn't worth it to be clear, uh, but one of the biggest criticisms of anarchism is that if you just got rid of capitalism, if you just out did all out with the state and just it laid out everybody horizontally, there's no vertical hierarchy and everything. You now have a massive power vacuum because the mm. state occupied a place in society. There was a function. It might have, you know, abused that function and it does, but it still covers a function. 
And so if you just remove that, a lot of people now rely on things uh, to happen. So you've created a bunch of need and you, there's, a, there's, there's a power vacuum and that means people can come in and take advantage of that situation. And a lot of times the, like the, the bad way they can, this can be is like, well, you'll have like, uh, right wing people or capitalist people who will infiltrate an anarchist movement or commune or, you know, group of people. And mm -hmm. because they're not really challenged by anything, they'll just get to shift people to the right or to their specific ideology. This happens with anarcho-capitalism. Uh, which is completely like makes no sense, but it's just like, it's that, that's what happened is a bunch of capitalists yeah. infiltrated anarchist movements and just kind of shifted them to, to, to somehow believe anarcho capitalism was a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's completely nonsensical and I'm not going to cover it. I'm not an expert in this, but it's just like, but like in a softer sense, it's, it doesn't even have to be an, a, a, a person coming in. Uh, to fill that void. It can also just sometimes be the lingering remnants of the state, the remnants of the power, the, the power that used to be there, uh, which is very interesting because while we've deposed the ace, there are remnants of the league. The commission is still around. Mm -hmm. The umps are still around. And what are we seeing now is that, oh, well, those are coming in. And in the time that we have the power vacuum, the umps are now as uh, like putting themselves in the position where they are enforcing the rules because somebody has to. Um, and that's really interesting is that, uh, but like that term of power vacuum and things is, is basically, this is kind of post-capitalist fiction now, kind of. It's not really. Because the league is still mm -hmm. around, like in universe, the league is still existing. It's just that it doesn't have a CEO anymore. But it's just like yeah, and it's like, like you know, people made a big deal about the coin getting melted and no more coins, and then it gets replaced by almost an an identical system of votes. It's just pretty much cut out the middleman. Like we just earn votes directly. Like nothing about the actual vote system has changed. No. Which I think also fits yeah. into, like, the reboot sort of theory. I mean, like, you know, what we've been talking about, how, yeah. like, it's just very slight changes, but it's still, like, pretty much the same. Yeah, it's, it's, but also there is a change in that now we are competing to see who will be the ace next. Yeah. And the yeah. thing that's really interesting is that what it seems to be going for is we slash a team will become the ace, which yeah. is really and interesting. It's at this like, point, yeah. we don't really know what that's going to mean yet, oh. but I'm very excited to see. Yeah, we, 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 we don't. And it's, you know, there's the, th the thing is like, oh, okay. So you've criticized like the coin and we criticized the, the nut. And then now it's, it seems like the coronation era is like looking at us and going like, okay, what would you do then? <laughs> like if, if, if you were in power, what would you do? What, what's, it's your choice. It's blazeball at your mercy. Um, the entire thing with the ace is, is just, I'm really interested to see where that all goes. Yeah. We were speculating about that a while ago talking about this would kind of be a topic change if you had more to add there i do um, a bit well no it, it's it's just like just to finish on on the idea of like how much of this era is about like rebuilding and, and, and renewal and and how we finally have input 
to a greater extent than we used to is like, this is the first time that we have potentially been given the chance to vote for not having incinerations. This is the first time that the entire sim might not run on burnout anymore. Um, now I don't think it will. Baseball is a horror story, but mm-hmm. I think incinerations will keep around. I don't think Rogue Up is going to go back to sleep now. But it's just like I think it's really interesting because before then, incinerations were not questionable. Like you just that that would happen. Like they were given. You know, expansion era didn't even bother. Like they changed a lot of stuff for expansion era, but incinerations were just a given. They're, they're, you, why would the new management even change that? That's it showed yeah. you that like the new management doesn't care about you. It might have it. It wouldn't benefit them to change no. it. So why would they? Exactly, and it's the thing where like the coin ostensibly was an ally of the uh, of us, the fans and the players in discipline because we teamed up with it question mark uh to to depose to depose uh the the shelled one you know hostile takeover and all that but like once its mm-hmm. interest was covered once her interests were, were covered boom they're back, back to business as usual for us like uh, yeah. yeah people were never going to stop getting killed it's because it's profitable exactly and it's the thing where like but now we're actually having the discussion of like, okay, what kind of system do we want to be running? What kind of system? And we, the fans, are able to have those inputs. And again, I don't think that narrative, like narratively, there's going to be a thing that means that Rogan will keep incinerating people. That um, the the May jump will turn, just turn out to be as bad, if not worse. Technically, I genuinely, I believe alternations are worse. But like. <laughs> um, like the bar, the bar dumps, uh, what the bar, the, the, the bar dump do again? Um, because that's the one that's been voted, right? Quest, quest boy. No, that's not. Nice. So like, yeah, the, bard. um, bard is, um, that's the, um, roaming. Oh, yes. Fuck that one. Um, that one's just a pain to keep track of. That, that, that yeah, have, that one's a pain. I have to say it. I have to say it. Piss on. but yeah it's just like it's like it's really interesting to me that like like they've carried that into like we get to reconsider like the core what would have been core values of blazeball system um Mm -hmm. is really interesting and the thing i'm kind of i don't think we're never going to get a good ending out of blazeball the thing that i find also really interesting is that there's never been a good ending to blazeball yeah, yeah, there, right? there are no good options here. Um, and and because it's a thing, well, yeah, but it, it could be said like, oh yeah, well the, uh, you know, the ending of of discipline era, well we beat the sh- beat the shelled one, and uh, and everybody, you know, we got our people, and they were released, and their their soul screams became soul songs. Uh, yeah, that's a good ending, and then there was a season after that, mm-hmm. and then there was like, a yes. Ahead of the new era, like the yeah. release players are the only ones who are like free from the whole game. Everyone else, like no matter what, like even if they're, they're dead, the ones who won, they're redacted. Yeah. There's always the chance that they'll come back and have yeah. to play more. And that's the thing is, is like baseball is a live service game, so it's a live story. It doesn't end really, or at least like when it will end, we'll know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so so far it hasn't. Um, 
And it's like the the thing that I find really interesting is it's not that there's no good ending in baseball because that's not true. There <laughs> are some, but it's the just, overall story keeps on moving. The the the, yeah, the world keeps. It's on just taking. like extremely hard to get those good endings too. Yeah. As, yeah. And it's like yeah, as well. Like it makes it makes you struggle for them. Um, I think. Like, again, Discipline Era made you struggle less. Like, it gave you more intermittent victories. Like, Necromancy felt like a victory until we saw what Dead did. Um, yeah. But it's like, that's the thing I, I think like was really good. Whereas Expansion Era, I don't think there was ever a sense of victory up until the final one. Where it was, to be no. fair, they kind of compensated with that one. But like, um, <laughs> um, but the thing I, I think is, is like to put it kind of succinctly is like Blazeball isn't really about denying good endings. Uh, but the horror tends to be part of like, yeah, like you said, like the process of what it takes to get a good ending and also the fact that the story continues after that. Um, mm-hmm. the real horror of Blazeball, I think, narratively speaking, is that where the credits would roll and the heroes win. That's not the end. That's a temporary res- a temporary respite um, yeah. until the next era, until the next problem. Until th- it's like it's again, it's our world. It's like you you get small it's, victories every day, but at the end of the day, reality. you're still living in capitalism. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's 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 like that's I really really like that aspect of Blazeball as as like again as a horror narrative. It's just like they made it so that like the ending, like the the horror, the real horror, the true horror is that the end isn't the end. There's not an end. Um, that's just I don't know. I really like that. Uh, but yes, go go with the like we can go to the speculations because it's like yeah about the like we're getting. With the, with the, with the, the, the power vacuum and the ace and replacing the ace, we're getting a lot of inputs and where that will go will be very interesting. And you wanted to say something. Yes. Okay. It took my brain a bit longer to parse. We were talking a couple of weeks ago now about what might happen if, when an ace gets voted in. Yes. <laughs> Sworn in, I guess would be more accurate whatever that's a literal phrasing yeah the idea of a team getting like any degree of control over the league for a period of time is it it makes my mind explode a little Mm. bit i think we were talking specifically about like well, I can mostly remember my half of the conversation. Like, yeah, I, I think I think we can go about picking, it like this. Like, what do you think happens when an ace is crowned? Yeah, obviously they can't actually grant too much control because then otherwise, why wouldn't they just be like, "Well, let's end baseball." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, um, like picture. We are all hamsters in this big, really, what's the word I want? Like, humane's not quite it, but whatever. Big, big, nice hamster tank. Mm-hmm. And we have our wheel that we run on, but the wheel also powers the thing that makes our food. Yeah. And shit. And cleans and blah, 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 blah. And we just become a self-sustaining system and the, they can just keep an eye on the fucking... They keep up the maintenance, and it's like we just run blazeball. 
but, but I, I feel like I yeah. feel like to some extent it's going to be like an illusion of power thing where like maybe the ace will mm. get to make small changes but like it's just like you know how people it's like the people at the very top let you do something just so you don't notice that you still don't yeah. really have any control over the situation yeah like I have a slightly different take, but I think that's that is like in what baseball is all about—the illusion of choice. Something, something. Managers, like so, a manager, has power over you, but kind of also still fellow worker at the same uh, time, right? Yes, like, or yes, and yes, um, yes, and no, but but like the. Depending, they're, 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 they're they have more in trying to go here. Ma- the managers managers tend to have more in common with the employer than they have with the employees. But that is an a, an artifact of capitalism. That like that's a point. They yeah. elevate a worker above the others to try and keep the others suppressed. Um, yeah. Interestingly, that debt in disciplinary, um, they use the misfortune of one uh, one player contracting a debt to the system to use them to keep other players in check by literally uh, causing burnout. They tried, like, like that's a narrative beat that's been used. Um, uh, I think in that, specifically in that, uh, in that case, it's uh, like, it's more in the case of a scab, right? It's like, like Jalen was basically employed by the Blazeball Gods or the Blazeball managers. Uh, to um, uh, they took advantage of the fact that she had a debt; she owed them a debt, uh, so financial misfortune. Uh, to give her a job that, and her job was to make so that to divide the the the, the rest of the league, to try and attempt to divide, to break the union that was forming. Um, which is why that narrative beat is so good and why I think a lot of people re- resonated with it and why also I think the conversation of a scab returned when Pitching Machine came came around because that was very mm. much the, the narrative beat that they were c- uh, accomplishing with that. I think with the art, with the... Um, with the... Uh, what's it called? Um... I think we had managers uh, with like or like. I don't think necessarily per se we had like exactly that, but I think like the way Binky was used in expansion era, very much kind of mirrors that kind of middle management position, um, mm. where they are given enough responsibilities to kind of feel important, but not enough responsibilities to really uh, like. Uh, Binky kind of realized that the the like. Doesn't matter how you butter their bread. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still soggy. <laughs> just like yeah, um, it, it, it's like that. That uh. the kind of beat I, I, I remember. But I think for, I think the ace will be the um, the same ace because like the way they they're talking about the ace. Um, when the ace was deposed, a power vacuum will form. When we depose the coin, a black hole, a literal powerful vacuum formed and expanded and swallowed the league. Um, so I think it's like the ace is the position that the shelled won and the coin 
occupied. And I think it's really interesting because there was that line that the coin had of we're fans just like you. So now mm. if fans get to have a choice on Blazeball at narratively the same position as the coin was, that will not only be just a vague appeal at pity uh, that the coin has on its dying bed, um, it will also be a literal, like, like the coin was just a team that got crowned as an ace. I think, personally, my personal, what I want to see and what I hope to see as well is if your team or if a version of your team, because uh, it's heavily implied that the golden records are just replicas again, um, mm. it's like uh, if a version of your team wins the, the the tournament of champions and becomes the ace. The thing I want to see is that if you're a ruler, you get to express your will. I want wills to come back for the ace team. And they mm. get like, I yes. obviously like, like from a game dev perspective, the wills can't be fucking wild, but I think they'll be the, the they'll be the kind of the same where it's like, um, you get to vote like if, if your if your team is an ace for a set period of time. I don't know how long that will be. Uh, they get to vote, and obviously they get you know the same kind of votes as the decrees, but it's just like vague, and they're all bad, obviously, because <laughs> that's the narrative beat. Is the fact that like even if you t become if you even if you take over that system, your the system is still bad. At the end of the day, you're still beholden to the system. You can't like you know. Uh, there can't be ever be a good United States president because being a United States president is bad. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's like that. That 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 can. There's no like ethical way of engaging in the system. Exactly, and it's like I'm wondering if that's not going to go to a beat where it's like you kind of have a power corrupts absolute absolutely beat where like teams that become the ace. Either become an evil NPC. I think that would be the boring version, but like, you know, or like there's a passive mod that gets implemented across the league depending on which team is the ace. I would really mm -hmm. want to see the Wills back for the ace team because I think that's a really interesting, like, again, narratively Ooh. juicy mechanic of just yeah, like. Yeah, only fun. like they get that sort only, of power. With yeah, because. Like in the phrasing, like in the way that they refer to the ace and. It's like the ace's crown, there's divine right is, is invoked. Um, they take the mound, which is phrasing for, as far as I can tell, it's just phrasing for like they take charge. Um, it's like they literally say apotheosis, which is transcending to godhood, which is quite literal. Uh, it's like deification of this like boss figure. Um, and then, which is again, I think that's the, more interesting version of looking at the Blazeball gods is that they are not literal gods. I think that's like boring and borders on a, has led to a lot of microaggressions forming, but like it's like they're deified, they're deifying themselves. They're trying to, because it's harder to oppose some, something that is praising itself or popularizing itself as a god than a boss or an employer or a management figure. If the boss was just called CEO, the coin, or I don't know, Marcella, uh, it would, it wouldn't be as threatening as baseball God, the coin and the almighty dollar. Um, 
But also there is a there is a phrase uh, so in the book um they have the phrase fans hold the greatest power that I found really interesting. It's currently it's it's currently fans blank hold the greatest power. So there's probably like it's if it gets unredacted, I doubt it will be, but if it gets unredacted, it probably has another meaning, but currently that's what we are shown. And I think it's really interesting because it's definitely seeding because there's like they've done blackout poetry on the book before. And now, even now, like the whole thing with the book, like if the book is voted to be open first time suffering, if if it happens again, judgment, um, which is like a joke because haha, you did it twice. But um, but like, I think it's like they are literally saying they're seeding at least the idea that like fans hold the greatest power. What would be the literal implement of that than to give fans the greatest power by literally putting them in the ace figure? And we already know yeah. the ace figure is not the highest position in blaze ball management. We already know that the fireman or Nemerifet is around. We don't know what's up with him. Uh, he might come back and he might be the bigger bad guy, but I don't think this, I don't think this era is the one that will introduce him, uh, as, yeah, the, as a probably recurring figure, won't. at least. Yeah. I think like they'll probably want to establish more of what's going on with the leak before establishing like we, like Namerifet might be the big bad. We don't know, but like we need to establish what's going on with like the lower rungs. Yeah. Where the vacuum. Where the power vacuum opened up first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The um I, I, I think <sighs> I, I wonder if there'll if there'll be something where eventually over time we'll get a handle on the ace figure. I do think like because also this is like their G their DMs, their TTRPG DMs. A lot of their storytelling mechanics are from TTRPG. Like the the idea of picking a core theme and then building your language uh, around that theme is from TTRPG. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, they've said themselves that they come from TTRPG techniques and stuff. Outsourcing your own monsters and your own storytelling plots yeah. is a TTRPG mechanic. <laughs> like, like <laughs> the, 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 the best advice DMs get is ask, like, at the end of season one, ask your players where they think this will go. Then do exactly that. <laughs> like three, se- yeah. three, three sessions later, when they've all forgotten that they've said this, um, because then they'll feel super smart, and you won't have had yeah. to write the thing. <laughs> and it's like you know, nobody likes a twist that seems to come out of nowhere, right? Exactly. Um, People like want to like be able to follow a story. Like, oh, I can see where it was building up to this. Yeah, and I think yeah, I I I think like if we. I don't know how much, how many seasons it will take to have a tournament of champions. Um, but I can see it being like, I can see this going quite a long time before we have any actual significant, like narrative developments around it. Because you can, like, if you have a built in mechanic to kind of like switch up the narrative every now and again with the ace switching, like, uh, like uh, the, 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 the mandate basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching, like, if it takes, I don't know, let's say eight seasons to get a tournament of champions, then you do a tournament of champions as like a semi-centennial-esque tournament, uh, or the coffee cup 
you know, but like in a season. <laughs> so it takes mm-hmm. a, an, another week and then you have an ace and then eight more weeks until you decide another ace. And it's like, well, that's like what? Eight weeks, nine weeks, 18 weeks. That's like, you get like three months. That's a quarter of the year spent on just one arc, on just one ace. And then you get another ace and then you get another ace. And at some point we'll get bored <laughs> or at some point we'll figure it out. And I think there will be something to figure out uh, because yeah. I think this is going to be like discipline where we suddenly realize yeah. it's what gonna the be position like- we are in. A slow build, but it'll definitely be worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, I do, I do wonder if like there will be wills or, or, you know, whatever, like the ace gets an option. It might just be if you're the ace team, you get a quick vote on the site, uh, just special for you and you just vote as an extra decree in or something like that. And it will just be mm-hmm. about trying to get good options into the decree pool. You know, like the reader did, for example. <clears throat> Again, uh, hate yeah. the reader. But like the <laughs> idea that you, you are now an entity that can just add your decrees in. And I don't think mm-hmm. you can literally add a decree. I don't think fans will ever be given a blank keyboard no, <laughs> on no. the site. But <laughs> Then the they would just that, write the we win forever button. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it, it, it's like the idea they'll have like prompts or or like uh you know like the decrees where it's like one word vagueness and then you click it and you might click on one that says something that seems a bit mild let's say it says mild (laughs) and you're like oh that's (laughs) probably not serious and then you click it and you realize it goes to the decree pool and people can choose to vote for that um as the new ace decree basically um and it's about trying to get the least bad option and the only good you can do is to just decrease the amount of bad options people get. Uh, I think that would be very telling of like that exact kind of story beat of like, if you are in this position, there's really only so much good you can do. Um, and also if you're in that position, the amount of bad you can do is tantamount by comparison. So like, it wouldn't be surprising if one of the, one of the decree options maybe would be like incinerating play on every team <laughs> because yeah. be like, like you, you just get to press the chaos button and baseball <laughs> fans love that button um what's that what's a fucking gif it's like a, a like an america's got talent judge it might be beyonce it might not be but she like presses presses the button really perkily and you can see oh, yeah. i have it fire effect i have it uh can you send it in the yes Shut uh, up. Hold on, it's in my phase. I'm gonna put to... that in the description. It's a uh, Shakira, I think. <clears throat> I I don't know. I, I, I have no idea who this is. Lineup, so but yeah, uh, no, I know it because Riptide uses it for incineration. It's very like, funny. I like this. Uh, Point boss pressing the die button. Yeah, yeah. So that's the um. So that's like the power vacuum side of things. But I want to talk about a story arc that I think is sneaky er maybe um and that's the golden record uh-huh. um mm. it's not really a story arc like the golden records I don't think will be a story per se but I wouldn't be surprised if they were because I think the golden record has more meaning than maybe people know um and by that I mean myself I didn't know <laughs> um but um 
the, so interesting. The thing I have to say before this is thing is like, um, so this era people might have noticed has a space theme. Like they Can you added elaborate the, on that. Well, yes, like, I, I will. Think I get where you're um, so, coming from, but I'm spacing. We have we have so uh, in terms of space, we have the terms corona, which is uh, the part of the star that isn't eclipsed. Um, mm. is or the, the you know the crown um, of the star we have orbit mentioned in the book uh, where it says in the immaterial plane section 7i <laughs> it says blank occurs in two ways blank or via the accumulation of blank establishing the concept of orbit Mm. And th yes. that section is just about how the immaterial plane works. It's world building about the immaterial plane. There's very little actual useful information, but in it, they are are the keywords like um, orbits and golden records show up. Divine right shows up. Oh, apotheosis shows up. Um, there's the empires and how they enforce the rules. Uh, solar eclipse is mentioned. Which is, I don't know if you know, solar eclipse is a spatial thing, um, but uh, it's about yes. space. Um, and it's, um, and so there's a lot, the, 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 there's a lot in that that shows like it's literally about how the reality of baseball functions. Um, and so orbit circles. Um, and um, we have uh, eclipses, black holes. The, the the whole like they added a new dimension to baseball. I know that's a bit, but that shows how much that theme has actually functioned because three dimensions. That's true. Um, it is true. And it's, I don't think about that stuff as space theme specifically much, but when yeah, you it's line it, it all up like that. It it there is there is like a general theming about space, but I think it's it's more of a general theming about like cycles because orbit. You know, go around the sun, go around the earth, or whatever. Um, I think a lot of it is around is is about cycles and circling. This is definitely not the first time that Blazeball has used cyclical storytelling as like a plot beat. Like that's the that's the library. Um, but um, but um, the golden record, where most people will likely associate it with, is the Voyager golden record, which is the golden record. Where that we sent out into space on the Voyager probe, I think it's called. Oh yes. Um, and we sent it out, and it's the idea that like, oh, maybe someday an alien will will see it, and they'll have a golden record of uh, humanity and what humanity is, and if they can manage to decode it, it has a bunch of information about us and who we are. Um, but the, that that that's how it's said, right? The the mm -hmm. actual thing that the golden record is is a curated message out to the world about who we want other people to see us as, um, like maybe civilized aliens outside into space. Here's what we want you to believe humanity is. It's a curated message. It's not an actual proposal of what humanity is because you can't put that on the golden record. You can't put that on anything. Uh, you'd have to come and see us and talk to us uh, to, to, to actually get to know us. Um, but that's the idea of the Golden Record, is that it's, it's trying to advertise who you are 
and your image and your things. There's also the idea of like some people might have interpreted it as like a, a record, like as in like an award, because um, there are golden records called awards, which I believe archery awards, which would be a nod connection. If that, like, I think it's really niche if that's what TGB is going for, but. Um, but yeah, but the thing I've found is that the golden record is also a concept in master data management. <laughs> and now I've, everybody's tuned off. But like, <laughs> um, the idea is um, a, that a golden record is of, also often called a the single version of the truth. Uh, and it's the idea that in merging data systems, uh, oftentimes in corporate mergers where two companies will have to merge their own, their different data, uh, certain values they have because they develop them independently from each other's systems will conflict with each other. For example, somebody might have called a value rigid, uh, like, like reg or something. I don't know. I'm giving them blank names. Um, and somebody else might have called their value reg, but they both mean two different things. And so if you combine them just blankly, you're going to have Google, like you're going to like look at what reg is and you're going to have two different sets of data that you can't really use because they're conflicting information. So, so they have to be merged and they have to be done in a way that's like everybody knows that their copy is the right, is like correct. Um, so you have to set a single version of the truth, which is telling you this is what this means, basically. Um, and so that way, you know, if you have a copy of the system, you can go, okay, so what is reg? Because here it says reg. So I go on, the, I check the single version of the truth. Again, I'm not, I'm not that data analyst. I don't like, I'm not a specialist. I'm just trying to like simplify the concept a bit. Um, you can refer to the, to the golden record and go, okay, this is what regit, so this is what it means in my copy. Or my copy is not correct because it doesn't mean that. Um, and so that therefore you know your copy is incorrect, so you get a better copy. Um so that's the the interesting thing is that the golden record is about like, you know, we're pressing teams into golden records. Um the idea is basically they're going to be played. Like the golden record literally is going to be played. Blazeball has done a lot of puns about audio, <laughs> um, but it's, it's like can't keep getting away. With it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like they're going to play the golden records and they're going to be replicate teams because there's no there's a possibility that a team wins the like wins the series championship twice, so they would have to fight two versions of themselves. Um, so that's why I say like there's replicas, the golden record master data management is about managing copies and in relation to each other, making sure they're consistent with each other. And also it's about maintaining that single version of the truth, which I think is interesting because it's like in the talking about like how the league is trying to redefine itself and, um, trying to like assert its legitimacy they are setting themselves as the single version of the truth. The site is the single version of the truth um, of Blazeball. It's about like canon, basically, um, and which canon is true. Um, they're literally saying, don't look at the other canon. Can That canon doesn't exist. We're the, we're the real one. Um, and that's why I think 
that like something like the feed not existing may work into that story beat because we shouldn't be trusting league entities to report to us what's happened. Um, like, like the messages tab, for example, giving like recaps of things. We can't really trust those. Like those are league yeah. entities in universe. I mean, uh, like I, I, I do believe that like they'll, they are, um, like TGP has implemented it for a degree of, of, of accessibility, but I do think that like, you could have just had the feedback, right? Like, there's no reason this would have been, this needed to be a messages tab. So I think it would become relevant at some point at the end. The, the, they've already used it for story purposes. Like, the commissioners don't do it again. Um, thing is like, they've used it to nudge or, you know, influence or at least comment on the story before. Um, but it's like, that's the thing that's really interesting is that the messages tab is technically what the league wants us to believe as a single version of the truth. And is it really? Will it be? Can we trust the league to record history? Checks library. Probably not. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think, I think that's interesting is, is like there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of terms in in the way that the, the this era is discussed about the legitimacy of certain entities about generally wanting to establish a league as legitimate this new league as as legitimate as its predecessors um and so this idea that like the messaging the literal messaging of the league might not be legitimate might not be real is interesting um i think if the fee comes back then there might be some non-canon feature uh, of the feed where the feed isn't really used for storytelling purposes. Um, and it's just there for accessibility. Um, the same way that like the events, um, like the, what, what, what they call them, the, uh, the messages at the end of games that recap, recap what happens. Like those are technically not like, canon quote unquote they're just for us the fans out of universe to understand what's happening um yeah um but they weren't even there upon launch so i'm that's why i'm wondering is like there was a lot of inaccessibility for us to actually know what was happening in blazeball and the only recourse we could have had other than seeing it ourselves was to trust that the messages tab was accurate and the thing is, we had a discussion during Fall Bowl when the, when the, um, team summaries came up and they were not accurate. There were, there were mistakes in them. And obviously we discussed at the time that like it could just be retcons to simplify things for new fans. And it probably was to be fair, but like, mm-hmm. but even in that aspect, it's still a dimension of, uh, they are reestablishing the canon. They are, um, setting this version of the story as real and that's what the golden record is is this version is real it's a single truth and i don't think it will be i think there will be because the black hole is literally spitting out elements of the past as we're uh, 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 as, <laughs> as the story goes you know it's like yeah um, and they said before that the black hole might spit out things that will take even the devs by surprise so i think it's a legitimate random mechanic out of yeah. control um they they did say um who was it 
Oh, Parker. Parker? Was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Parker. Forgot about what? fucking Parker. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Fucking Parker. Fucking Millen. And the conversation of law <laughs> in baseball because we've not really talked about it, and we're the law podcast, and I don't really want to like have a discourse about this because I think we all pretty much agree, but like. Mm-hmm. There was this idea where, like, they mentioned in when they killed Law and Maincord, um, they mentioned that one of the reasons was because they realized that by hosting Law and Maincord, they were pushing the idea that we all told one story together and how they didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Technically, if the league is trying to push a single story, and we realize as fans and as players that that's not real. That's not true. That's a narrative that they're trying to be in control of. Um, then we would push back against that. We would then, it would be the victory of there are more than one story, basically. Um, and I wonder, so I, that's why the thing is like, I kind of wonder how much of it is kind of informed by like the, experience of like law and main court uh specifically and what they did with it um that like this story beat maybe might be a beat might be nothing um but i'd be interested to see if it develops because if it does if it does it might go there kind of thing you know it might be like the there is no single canon the site isn't even single canon Um, yeah i mean that would definitely like, fit in with what they're trying to, like, decentralize lore and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's an episode. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what comes next. Me yeah. too. I have the, the vaguest... I'm not confident enough to make it a full prediction, but I'll do it anyways. I feel like maybe this era was designed to run longer. Yes. Yeah, I think, like... I think the... Eight season estimate was given before we have a uh, what's the word siesta? No, to to get an ace in what's the word again? Oh, I From tournament of champions. I I estimated nine season. Yeah, total. That's eighteen weeks. I think they're trying to reduce the amount of downtime from now on, but we'll yeah. we'll see what happens when the game comes. Downtime back. not counting off siesta or off season. Yeah, I I do think that like. I think this era might not be projected to end till like even a year from now. Mm, um, yeah. Like once it gets going, an actual year. Um, I think because I think the idea is that they they ultimately want baseball to like be profitable. Um, in like in a way that doesn't burn them out because yeah, they burn yeah. out. Um, and pretty so, hard. Yeah, and it's like, and I think that's entirely fair. So I think it's yeah, it's designed like the one on one on one off schedule of that is all very. Also, it might be nine season for an arc. It might not be because like m- this is just I'm going like well eight yeah just like eight people speculating is for now much <laughs> you can do a good tournament bracket with. Um, Does anyone know offhand how long it took us to get to get what? I'm stupid. It took us nine seasons. <laughs> <laughs> to get someone ready to ascend. Yeah. <laughs> Losing my fucking marbles. Yeah, like, like this. Yeah, that's era, a good estimate. 
Disciplinary yeah. took 11 seasons total, but nine season was the actual mm-hmm. intent. Give, give your, give how, how long you think sister will last. I think it might at least like a month and maybe like three weeks. <laughs> That's a very specific guess, but. More than now, you mean? Because we're on so, the third week. Ballpark. Ball, ballpark a month a, and a half. A, yeah, ballpark a month. Yeah, maybe around like April or May, even. We'll see. I think March, hmm. early mid March. They've been trying to keep things like go, go, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're on a bit of a, just like a smidge more of a, like they have investors and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's yeah. So they want to like a, maybe like speed it up, you think? Stuff outside of their control that they want to try and. Yeah, or have to try and please stay on top of or ahead of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going. Um, I'm just saying I don't think I don't think this is going to be ready in March, just because of the extent of what they needed to fix. But that's yeah. up to my standard. I'm not sure that will be. But also, yeah, they've done a survey and they want to talk to people. So I'm just like, that's gonna take a month. I'm At gonna least a say month, two I months think. on mm-hmm. top of this. So three months total ish. Can you put that on a calendar for me? March, April. So I think early May. Okay. I'm yeah. particularly pessimistic, but that's also because I want them to take the time. Like yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not actually in a rush to see Blazeball again, especially because yeah. uh when I like, did see Blazeball again it was ugly as shit. So like I'm just yeah, like I want very, to see like, like not, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to see it where it doesn't make my head hurt. So, where I can actually watch it. <laughs> yeah, please take as long as you need, TGB. Okay. TGB, if you're listening, uh, take long breaks. Yeah, also, I love I love your story, please. Yeah, yes. it's going good so <laughs> far. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sending you a belated psychic valentine, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so, I th- so I I think to wrap it up, um, like, I think it'll be interesting to see where all this goes. I, I don't yeah. Like when yeah. we like we might do another one of this when we get more material, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um or mm-hmm. maybe I'm excited for it. like an actual beat in the, the era that we can kind of take time to record <laughs> in. But because it's like, yeah, it's going to be difficult to like comment on things as they happen. This is con- it's convenient yes. that they actually gave us a siesta to do this in. Nope. But yeah. Extremely convenient. We decided we just have what, to a week before. Yeah, yeah. They announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just we just have to wait for uh, the next unslam <laughs> to, yeah. to to break <laughs> the sim again. But um, okay. But I yeah. hope we get something that breaks the sim. But yeah, that would Anyways, be very funny. Um, shout out. I miss the sim breaking. Shout out and Bluey goes <laughs> because Bluey has to go. <laughs> yes. Play super lesbian animal RPG yes. game. Hell yeah! What the fuck I is that? And. Uh, I've never heard what about it. What it says on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will get a link. Okay. We can talk about this awesome. off air. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's an RPG maker. Thumbs up emoji. Yeah. Anyone else, Bluey? Uh, no, that's it for me. Your socials. Um, Discord. <laughs> you can find. Okay. F- find, find Bluey, find Bluey in the wild Discord. in the. Aquarium, that's not the name. Bubble. Bubble. The bubble. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yeah, you know. I picture it. 
I'll send a picture of how I picture it. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It'll be bad. Someone's going to bunk me for it. Uh, shout out Dwarf, Triss, Dwarf Fortress. I'm not playing it, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's just another new game that came out. Um, What the fuck have I been doing? I haven't been doing fucking anything. Christ. <laughs> um, Pathologic. <laughs> Wizards. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, socials? I'm on Twitter. I'm not gonna... Go go listen to another episode. Go listen to our <laughs> other episodes. If this is your first episode, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> like, no offense. Um, I mean, you gotta start somewhere, but what is this? I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna shout out... I don't have much to shout out. It's just because uh, we've started watching it, but uh, actually, we don't watch it. Watch Giri Haji on... Yes. Netflix. It's on Netflix in most places, I think. <laughs> but um, watch Blink. it. It's a gay little show that makes straight people look miserable, which is the gayest <laughs> thing that any show can do. Um, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, it is uh, rated R, but it's a it's a British Japanese yes. show about like Crime cop show. and family drama. So it's it's really cool. Yes. It's very and good, it, and it's gay as fuck. So um, yeah, and uh, my socials are Lockro, L-O-K-R-O-W, everywhere. Um, I am going to try to be on co-hosts more presently, but uh, I guess try to follow me there and maybe I'll see that as a reason to invest in that platform because <laughs> uh, right now I'm just uh, not doing much social media in, but yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to talk to me about analyzing Blazeball, uh, literally hit me up whenever I can. I yeah. can. I can talk for ages. You're also in the bubble in the taco stand. I'm in, in a lot wild. of places. I'm in about twenty different cycles. <laughs> um, I am an active lurker, by which I mean. Um, um, final shout out, Clip Clipperson. Oh Clip yes, Clip underscore NY. That's it. God fucking bless. Yes. Fuck the beat reporter. Yes. <laughs> so true. Thank you for listening. And... Thank you for listening to Bioco. Archives Unlimited. Oh, I was gonna say we could do like dedicated episodes for discipline and expansion, and I was going to ask the viewers viewers the listeners the listeners who may be interested in that so that we could gauge if there is interest in that i am saying that now so you can maybe edit it into the part uh, in, in, into the ep in, into the episode uh i don't know it might be it might be something we do if there's like any kind of interest yeah so if uh if you're listening to this and you're interested uh to hear more about analyzing blazeball or more episodes analyzing general story uh of blazeball we could do more episodes like i think uh we could do specific deep dives in discipline and expansion because those are finished and it's easier to do those than to uh like analyze blazeball as it's going for the next for the like future of this era, but we could go back to like discipline and expansion and specifically go into those because we covered those, but kind of just like brushed over. Um, like, yeah, if you're interested, like sound off and tell us that you'd be interested to hear more 
because I wouldn't mind doing more personally. I'm a nerd, but yeah, um, that's it. Should be good. Should be good. Should give you enough audio material. I think. 